W-P-H-A-T. You're listening to the number one health and wellness podcast, the place where health and consciousness connect perfectly, perfectly healthy, healthy and tone, tone radio, radio, radio with your host, Darren McDuffie. And now prepare to get fat. What's up, peeps? You are listening to episode 169 with Grace Serpa Lopez, Achieving Digestive Bliss. I'm your show host, Darren McDuffie, alias Fat Man, because I help you become perfectly healthy and toned and conscious, of course. Before I get into talking a little bit more about today's episode, I wanted to give you a reminder of the previous episode I did with Julia Ross entitled The Craving Cure. Are you someone that suffers from cravings? If you are, you need to go back and listen to this episode. Julia breaks it down on how we can fight our cravings to achieve our dietary goals. In this, she discusses some nutritional therapies and things that do work. I can guarantee you that they do work because I've used them myself. They get the fat man seal of approval and it's a very low cost, very inexpensive to knock out those cravings. So go back and listen to episode number 168 with Julia Ross entitled The Craving Cure. Today's episode again is 169 Achieving Digestive Bliss with Grace Serpa Lopez. We are talking about Crohn's disease. Are you familiar with Crohn's disease? Do you know a lot about it? If you don't, then hold on to your ears and listen to this podcast because Grace tells her story of how she suffered from Crohn's disease and went the holistic route to reduce the symptoms and now she's symptom free and she's out here helping others achieve digestive bliss. So without any talk further, let's get into Grace's bio. Here's Grace's bio. Grace Serpa Lopez suffered from Crohn's disease and decided to use conventional medical treatment. As a child growing up, her family had always followed an organic, holistic lifestyle. When conventional medical treatments failed to reduce the symptoms associated with Crohn's, she decided to revisit her holistic upbringing. She sought out a naturopathic doctor and began her healing journey. Grace incorporates Ayurveda, yoga, and deep breathing as modalities for balance in her life. Since she has adopted a holistic lifestyle and added other healing elements, she no longer needs medication and is in great health. Coming up on episode 169, Achieving Digestive Bliss with Grace Serpa Lopez. Here's what you're going to learn. What is Crohn's disease? I didn't really know a lot about Crohn's and interviewing Grace, I learned a lot about Crohn's and the symptoms that people who have this disease go through. Why is the ileum so important? Do you know what the ileum is? Do you know where it is? If you don't, pay close attention. What makes people go the holistic route. You have a lot of people out here who will try conventional medical treatments and then they'll go back to a holistic lifestyle. But at what actually happens in the mind of someone when they're doing that? We get into this a little bit of banter into the podcast and you'll learn more and have a greater insight of why you may want to stick with the holistic route of treating disease. How to lower stress. There's a lot of people out there who are encountering stress on a daily basis and we go over some techniques on how to lower your stress level. What is the importance of breath? This ties into lowering your stress level and we talk about the importance of breath and why it is so 
important. And I've learned a lot about breath through meditation, which I've been doing for a number of years. But we get into it a little bit more about breathing and why it's so important. What are the elements of Ayurveda? You're someone out there who is new to Ayurveda and don't know much about it like me. Grace kind of breaks that down and tells us the elements of Ayurveda and how it helped her to overcome Crohn's disease. So without further ado, let's get into podcast 169, Achieving Digestive Bliss with Grace Serpa Lopez. Grace Serpa Lopez, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me, Darren. Thank you for being on. I know that we met through a mutual friend and I'm so glad we were introduced to that mutual friend and now we have you on tonight and you are working with people who have digestive issues and you had your own digestive issues and I believe that your site is called digestivebliss.net for those listeners out there. But one of my obligatory questions for each person that comes on my podcast is how did they start their health journey? How did you start yours? Sure. Well, 11 years ago, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And at the moment, I didn't want to conform with the diagnosis and with the medication that they were giving me because I didn't feel they were doing anything good for me. Also, they were not uh, reducing the symptoms that I was having at the time. So I started looking for alternatives to work and manage the symptoms and the disease. And at that point, I found out that nutrition was one of the main keys to help me heal. Mm -hmm. And so I started seeing a nutritionist and also a naturopathic doctor at the time. Mm -hmm. And they recommended a very basic diet that really helped my digestive system take a break and heal slowly. And after that, we started introducing more food that in order to complement and get more calories and get more nutrients into my system. But that was right after they were able to bring the inflammation down and most of the symptoms as well. So after that, I kept looking for other holistic alternatives to keep working on my healing journey because I knew there were other things besides nutrition that were triggering my flare-ups. And at that point, I found yoga and in order to manage the stress because I knew that every time I had a very stressful situation, especially at work or something emotional that was going through, I was going through in my life, the, I would get a flare up, like very bad inflammation, very bad pain, cramping. I was not able to hold on to the nutrients and the food and I was becoming anemic. So... And even though I was following the the protocols that the naturopathic doctor and the nutritionist were giving me, so this other factor that I found out at the point it was stress uh, was really affecting my emotional health that later translated into physiological changes in my digestive tract. So yoga helped me heal through that path and find that peace that I needed in order to manage different situations in my life. So let's go back for, for a minute here. Mm -hmm. You you were diagnosed with Crohn's disease. What were some of the things that you were experiencing? Because I'm not that experienced with Crohn's. This is actually my first time really talking about it, but I know digestive issues can be challenging. What were some of the things that you were experiencing with that with that particular disease? Well, Crohn's disease is an auto, autoimmune disease that affects the digestive tract from the mouth through the anus 
-huh. And in my case, it was affecting my ileum, which is the part that absorbs the part of the small intestines that absorbs the nutrients in your body. So since that part was diseased, I was not, my body was not able to absorb the nutrients. So I had very bad diarrhea, very bad bloating on my stomach, mm -hmm. a lot of cramping pain, and I felt a lot of burning inside my system. So since I was not able to absorb nutrients, I was becoming very anemic because I was losing a lot of weight as well. So I, after the symptoms became worse, I started experiencing a lot of fatigue, some arrhythmias, lack of energy. Uh, I only had the energy to go to work and come back home and go to bed, and that was it. I couldn't do I couldn't have a normal life, so my quality of life was very, very bad at that point. So basically, that's how it started. And later, as it progressed, I started having more of the constipation type of Crohn's in which after so much inflammation, there's scar tissue build up in the bowels. Mm -hmm. And then I used to get a lot of cramping. And in this case, a lot of vomiting because I would get like a bad cup of the food because nothing could get through. My passage was narrowing at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So did you spend any time, you, you mentioned at the beginning with your health journey, you said you chose to go a holistic route. But before going the holistic route, were you going the conventional route of uh, dealing with doctors? Were you? Did you ever have any time spent in the hospital? And how long yes. was that? Okay. Yes, definitely. After the diagnosis, I spent a full year trying different medications and going to the hospital consistently. And after after one year, my father called me one day and he, at the point I was living in Ohio, my father was living in Puerto Rico and he asked me to take one week off from work and go back home and see this naturopathic doctor because he was concerned about how I was not getting any better, even taking all that medication. And I come from a family where we believe in herbalism and natural stuff and also like eating organic just because that's where we come from. All right. Well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> jump in here. So my question was going to be after you said that was going to be, well, what made you go the holistic route? But you were someone who had always gone the holistic route, but you decided to go the conventional route. Why did you decide to try that conventional route first before just leaning, leaning into what you were normally used to with the naturopathic doctor and the herbology and things of that nature? Well, I've never seen a naturopathic doctor myself. It, it's just a thing that we used to do in my family. My grandfather, he used to do all these things by himself. Like we would have any call, a cold and he would come up with something from his garden just to cure us. So, but at the point I was in college, I didn't, I didn't even think about it. I, the, you know, and the doctors don't give you an option. At least they didn't give me another option other than medication. And this is something that was new to me. I was feeling so bad that I don't know. I thought I thought I would I would be able to go through with the, just the conventional method, the allopathic medicine, until my father he really opened up my eyes, and I'm like, you know what? I never thought about it because that when you feel that way, Crohn's is something that you get so much pain in your digestive tract. And especially in the stomach, in my case, and sometimes you just can't eat anything. Like I would make an oatmeal in the morning and 
um, sometimes I, that's all I had during the day because my stomach was bloated all day long and I would feel full all day long. So you don't feel like eating much when you are on a flare-up. And that's how it was for a full year. I lost more than 15 pounds really quickly. Yes. Wow. You, your background, you're Hispanic and uh, yes. I'm African-American. And sometimes I think there are a lot of similarities in our diet. Well, I know that for African-Americans, we have a lot of starchy foods in our diet. Hispanics, mm -hmm. it seems like there's, you know, hard, starchy foods as well. Mm -hmm. What did you have to do to change your diet? Because you mentioned that you had to change what you were eating at some point. Mm -hmm. But were you were you turning away from the traditional foods that you grew up from? And by the way, I don't know where you're from. Yes. Where are you from? I'm from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. So yes. you had to turn away from those traditional foods or your native foods, I would imagine. What was that like? It was difficult, especially <laughs> because the first month I introduced to my system what's called the mono diet. And that's very, very basic diet in which it's based on potatoes, carrots, apples without the skin, pears without the skin, water, and tea. And, and that's it. <laughs> and I was able to eat those things at a certain time during the day, especially during the morning and at lunchtime. And then during the night, I would get the fruit. And they had a lot, you know, they had a, a rationale for that, a justification for why eating the roots during the day just to give you that energy and allow, allow the body to process that more easily and then give you the lighter stuff during the night so that it's easier for the digestive system to do its job during the night and not give it much work to do. And But in that way, at the same time, I was allowing myself to work less, and my digestive system to work less, and allow time for it to heal. Because anyways, I needed to eat in order to get that energy for the day, but I needed to cut down on the things that will make it work harder just like for example meat and uh, animal products dairy so i was not allowed to do that and within a month i was able to reduce the symptoms much of the symptoms and it was amazing it was a big sacrifice <laughs> because yeah. it, it was a very basic diet but uh it worked yeah. it worked how did you how did you stick to that and how did you really change your mindset because i know one thing that's big in the diet world is most people are focused and concentrated on what they can't eat what mm -hmm. made what made you have that focus and vision on hey this is what i can eat and this is what it's for mm -hmm. what made you continue that focus instead of just turning back and going back to the stuff that you were you were already eating i would always remember the times in which i would get very bloated and in a lot of pain. Because whenever I had pain, I really had to rest and be on my bed and I couldn't do anything else. So I knew I was focusing on just getting a better quality of life and and allowing my body to heal. I knew that the sacrifice will pay off at the end. So yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I really disciplined myself for that. That was my goal. I A, a whole year going through pain, it, it's a lot of time, at least for me. And uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go with it anymore. You mentioned also that you had these stressful times and you knew that during those stressful times, you would flare up. Were some of those stressful times at work? I think you did mention, you said that you were at work. How did you handle that? Because I know that for most of us, myself included, mm -hmm. work can be a stressful thing. 
because mm-hmm. you're you're dealing with deadlines, you're dealing with different types of clients, you're dealing with the people that you work with, and some people can get on your nerves <laughs> in the workplace. Yes. <laughs> so, but how did you did did you always balance that correctly, or were there times when you were like, "Hey, I just need to maybe take a day off, or I just need to pull myself away from these people"? Mm-hmm. I, I was definitely not managing it correctly, and when I started doing yoga. I met this wonderful yoga teacher. I was living in Puerto Rico at the time, and she taught me so many good things. And one, two of the key things that I started implementing in my life to manage stress were let go of control. You can do as much as you can and do as much as you can, the best as you can but there are things that you cannot control. So just let it go. And also whenever I will have a situation with either a coworker or someone that will get on your nerves, like you said, I would just take a break, take a break, walk outside, breathe. That's one of the things that I still do. I mm-hmm. breathe a lot. Mm-hmm. I take at least five to 10 minutes and breathe well, deeply. I, yeah. Why is that important? I know that that was on your website. And I think that that's one of the things you, you work with with clients is just teach them to breathe. Why is that breath so important? Breath is important because it helps you balance the energy in your body. That's one of the many things that it can do for you. And also it oxygenates your cells. So it brings fresh blood to your body and to the areas that are stressed. So it helps move out that stagnation in those points. And it just brings you peace. When you, when you do that, your mind focuses on the breathing and you kind of forget about what's going on around you or what just happened. So it's a, it's a quick disconnect that you do when you breathe and, and when you do it consciously. So it, it's a powerful tool. It's very powerful. I wanted to ask you this because I know you mentioned just a a minute ago about letting go Mm -hmm. and just doing as much as you can, the best as you can. Mm -hmm. One of the things I know personally is me with control was always my gateway into being perfectionism. I always wanted to be perfect Mm -hmm. with certain things that I, I was doing. Were you ever that way as far as just wanting to always be perfect with the things that you were doing definitely yes i'm a pita (laughs) under the ayurvedic uh, terms (laughs) constitution so yes i I was i've always been since i was a little kid Mm -hmm. yes so that that's something that i believe that built up in my system and it's my belief that is one of the reasons why i end up developing crohn's and just because it just built up in my system. You know, I, I'm pretty sure there's other things that were factors in order to, you know, to gather the disease. But um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's one of the main the main things that that triggered it. And especially because I was able to handle it and to work with it and manage it. And now, you know, I've been in remission for three years without medication, which is amazing. And I feel wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Well, I had a guest on uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about, and I didn't even know Crohn's was an autoimmune disease. So, mm-hmm. but you mentioned that earlier that Crohn's was an autoimmune disease. And she mm-hmm. said that she works with women and she said that in the women that she's working with, that auto, autoimmunity was 
the fact that the body's attacking itself is the fact mm -hmm. that a lot of women attack themselves. And that's why I asked mm -hmm. you about perfectionism. Were yeah. you ever in that state where you were really attacking yourself in your mind about really not being perfect or coming mm -hmm. down on yourself with certain things that you thought you should be doing or thought that you should be or, or anything like that? Definitely. And actually, it's, it's, it's very curious because when I, I look for information on the web about uh, Crohn's disease and I have books and everything, and when I saw that it, it, it's an autoimmune disease and the doctor explained it to me, that was my thought. I was like, what am I doing to myself that I'm attacking myself? Mm -hmm. There's something behind it. You know, there's something more, more than physiolog uh, physiological thing. You know, I'm doing something to my body or to my mind that I'm attacking myself. And that's why I started looking for other things other than, you know, the allopathic medicine and the nutrition, which has helped a lot. What, what did, if you don't mind me asking, what were you feeling like you were doing to yourself that made you, you know, made this autoimmune thing come into being? I was putting a lot, I, and like I mentioned before, since I was a little, a little kid, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself on trying to be the best and trying to do you know, more than any other person and uh, in sports, in school, and then at work. So, and, and, and you know what? You don't have to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and, and you just do, like I tell you, when you have passion for something, you just do your things with love and, uh, and, and it's out there and your, and your work shines for, for itself, you know? Yeah. So you don't have to, like, try to kill yourself just to, just to be out there. <laughs> So let's go back to um, Ayurveda. Um, you mm -hmm. talked about that. You mentioned that. And I wanted to get into the elements of that. And mm -hmm. I don't know much about it, but I did a little research on it. And it says that Ayurveda is about balance. Do you think you discovered this and you can get into how when you discovered it and all that. But mm -hmm. do you think you were living in balance before and do you think as a whole our society is living in balance or are we just all out of balance <laughs> that's a great question <laughs> i was i i definitely wasn't living in balance i i was always very good with nutrition and exercise let's say mm -hmm. and uh and then at some point when i started in college my nutrition went you know of course and and you know how you you just do your crazy meals or right. at different times, and and then when Crohn's attacked me, <laughs> and I and I started getting my nutrition back to balance, uh, and I saw that I was attacking myself. I looked for help in yoga, and then through yoga I learned Ayurveda. I learned that I was not putting in my mind and in my heart things that would do good to me. Mm -hmm. And that's where the imbalance was. Uh, I was not associating with the right people. I was not fitting my thoughts, like I mentioned, and my spirit the way I was supposed to be fitting it. And uh, observe your body, observe your thoughts, and and pay attention to them. Sometimes we just go on the, you know, on the run, and we are we have so so many busy schedules, so much as a busy schedule, Mm -hmm. that that we don't stop and we don't we don't look at ourselves and we don't listen to what our body is telling us yeah i'm wondering if um when you had your first flare up of crohn's was that was there type of uh, some type of emotional time in your life were you going through something at that time yes i was mm -hmm. okay i don't know if it's personal if you want to share it or not. <laughs> i was going through a breakup 
Uh-huh. And uh, I was also going through a very uncertain time. I, at the time, I finished my master's degree, and I wasn't sure what to do. I, I Nothing at the time moved me, like, in terms of career. And I wasn't sure if I really wanted to pursue a career in engineer or just continue my PhD on biomedical or medical or <laughs> what what to do with my life. So... So I would wake up every morning just thinking about that and that thought in my mind all day, all day until I go to bed, I couldn't sleep. And so so that really affect me a lot. Right. You mm-hmm. mentioned that yoga helped you find Ayurveda. Explain us how, how that happened. Well, Ayurveda, it's, it's called the sister science of yoga. They go together and they both come from India. So when I practiced yoga i started practicing yoga 10 years ago and about four or five years ago i discovered ayurveda and it was through a a yoga retreat in which the facilitator brought the ayurveda aspects and elements into it and i fell in out in love with it and after that i decided just to study and pursue a certification on as an ayurveda counselor um, mainly for me, and then I saw that there were things that I could share with other people, especially because at work, uh, people knew that I was doing something regarding health and wellness. They were not sure exactly what it was, but they would ask me questions and like ask me for suggestions and recommendations on how to improve their health and uh, and how to improve their lifestyle. So I at the at the time I was like, well, there's something here. I think I can do something with it. I think I can provide tools to people to just improve their health overall. And yeah. So what what are the elements? You mentioned one of them, I think it was, you said pizza. What yeah. Are, <laughs> what, what are the different elements of, of Ayurveda? Well, actually Ayurveda, in Ayurveda we consider that we are made out of the five elements and we are in tune with the nature. Um, so the five elements are air, space, fire, water, and earth. And so we believe that every one of us has the five elements in our bodies in different proportions, and that's what makes us unique. So from there, they derive three main constitutions, vata, pita, and kapha. So vata, it's someone that's mainly governed by air and space or the qualities of air and space. So their bodies are very dry, very cold and rough in nature and they are very mobile so this is a person that it's very active and they are mostly unstable and they are prone to constipation and conditions such as arthritis and nervous and nervous uh, system problems and and then comes the pita which is uh, like the in-between vata and kapha and pita is mainly governed by fire and water. So this is a person that has a lot of fire on their body. So they ignite pretty easily. They don't have a lot of patience, but they are very competitive. They they are very leaders and they're very sharp and smart, but they also have a lot of problems with inflammations, especially acidity and migraines and, and things that has to do you know, with, with the fire. Uh-huh. And then comes the kapha, which is a person that is very stable, it's very nurturing, very lovable, and uh, doesn't like to be bothered much, you know, um, doesn't like the activity. And these are they are governed by earth and water, and that's why they are so stagnant. And also they tend or they are prone 
for conditions that are related to the respiratory system or so related to the immune system and also they tend to retain water in their bodies mm-hmm. so we have a, we all have a little bit of each of them in different proportions but there's also always one that is predominant like in my case i'm very vata pita like i have i was very pita when i was little and then after the Crohn's, I try to change more Vata. So I'm like, you know, letting go. I'm like trying to let go of control and be more relaxed. But I also, I still have my Pita on it. And then my Kapha is still there too, but it's the least that I have. So, you know, it's very interesting in that way. Uh, when you evaluate people in, in that way, then you can suggest what type of lifestyle is most appropriate for them. Also, what type of foods are most appropriate for them just in order to balance their system. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned that you had, you had yoga, and I would imagine yoga relaxes you, and you being a, a pita, you mm-hmm. said that you had that competitiveness, that drive. And I come from that too because I played sports as well, and I know uh-huh. that that's always, it's, it's always, it's kind of tough for me to relax. So what <laughs> did you do outside of that you know, trying to be competitive and do all this stuff. What were you doing outside of that to relax? Because I know it's it's hard for people like us to relax. What else were you doing to get yourself to relax so you could heal? Well, let me tell you a funny story. The first time that I did a yoga class, I completed the class and I said, never before, never again. <laughs> I didn't sweat. I didn't do anything. I don't feel relaxed. This is not for me. And then I came back a year after. So, you know, I was still trying to pacify my pita at the point. So other things that I that I do besides yoga in order to relax me, well, at, at right now, yoga, it's what I do to relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus my breathing exercises. But other things that I do, it's I like to connect with nature. I like to be outside. I like to take walks, which is something that I didn't used to do before and uh i I would just go to the gym you know if i wanted to work out and being in nature and breathing fresh air really relaxes me and brings my if i if i have anxiety or if i have something that i need to manage it really helps me you know disconnect from that let go and and just ground ground myself i didn't know this until i started doing some research but ayurveda actually is uh is the parent of homeopathy, which is um, the something that we do here in the States is the parent of that. And they pulled Ayurveda or well, homeopathy from mm-hmm. Ayurveda. I thought that was, that was very interesting, mm-hmm. you know, in doing that. But going back to just your, your background mm-hmm. and you change your diet, how is your diet now? Are you still kind of pretty much, watching what you eat do you indulge in some things that that you might not you should not (laughs) indulge in every now and then and just throw caution to the wind but what are what does your diet look like these days my diet it's it's mostly plant-based and but i do even though when it's plant-based i do cook everything and it's due to my dryness my the, the dry nature that i have in my body and this is what i learned through ayurveda when three years ago, I had to go through surgery just to remove that uh, part of the ileum that was diseased. And after that, I decided to go completely vegan. And and I, I didn't know what was I doing because I was like indulging on salads and a lot of nuts and seeds and vegetables and everything was raw. And it was 
it was not doing anything good to my system. I was, I would get bloated all the time and get some pain and I'm like, what's going on? So that's when I, I, uh, sometimes for convenience, I just buy in the store. So, but I like just to prepare a lot of things in the house. I also, um, I still eat, I went back to eat uh, fish at least mm-hmm. because the, I cannot eat much nuts and seeds because of the scar tissue that I had due to the surgery. And I need to avoid building more scar tissue. I, I don't want any more surgery. So uh, I had to put, you know, back at least an animal um, item in my in my diet. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. fish from time to time, at least three times a week, two, depending. And I do uh, eat a lot of legumes. And then I found a very nice recipe from the Ayurveda uh, wisdom. That's a mix of seeds that I actually promote in my business in which I cook my legumes with it. And that takes away the effect of the gas and the bloating afterwards. And it helps a lot. So yes, I've, I've, I've learned to, to cook again, I would say. So my basic diet from Puerto Rico, I just don't follow it anymore. And I, sometimes during the holidays, I could eat, uh, you know, one or two desserts here and there. And, but I cannot, you know, overindulge on them because if not, then I would just get, you know, my stomach a little bit upset. So I need to be careful. I really need to. Yeah. I remember when I first started changing my diet, I felt like I wasn't black enough anymore because <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't eating the foods that, you know, I grew up on. I grew up with a mother that really was a really good cook. Uh-huh. And I grew up on, you know, Sunday we would have barbecue chicken. We would have, <laughs> I don't ham. We would have all kinds of things. And when I changed my diet, I went back home and my aunt was was cooking for me. I was like, I can't eat that anymore. She's like, what's going on with you, boy? And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I can't eat that stuff no more. It's not good for me. But did you ever feel like that? Because I know sometimes when we are oh God, changing yeah. our diet and we go, especially when we go home, when I used to go home from the holidays, it was like, it sucked because I couldn't really eat those foods and indulge in those foods that I love. Did you ever mm-hmm. feel like that? Oh my God. Yes. Especially my family that they are pork lovers mm-hmm. and we, during the holidays, they kill the pork and the pig and then they roast the pork, you know, on it. And then the next day they eat the insides and I'm like, okay, no, I cannot eat that anymore. And they're like, Oh my God, but just have a little piece. It's so good. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't. But we also eat a lot of roots and roots mm-hmm. are good for me. So that's what I do when I go back home. And now they understand. And after, you know, after a certain time, they understood. And the chefs of the family, they know how to, they know what to do. And, and, uh, yeah. And, and, and they pamper me. (laughs) They spoil me with my roots. So. Yeah. I guess after a while, they, they just say, Hey, that's just Darren. And uh, (laughs) they they just didn't. No, it's funny because, uh, I mean, they, they saw me so skinny at some point. So Mm -hmm. they knew how, you know, how, true this thing was and uh that I, that it was not me just being whiny or just you know that i was on a diet or anything it was something real so so yeah the point they were concerned they're like oh my god this is for real so yeah let, let, let's take care of the her diet on the special days <laughs> yeah. so you have taken this work and you have kind of wanted to help others doing that how mm-hmm. does it look for if i walk into your space and i said hey Grace, I want to work with you. How does that look for a client to to start working with you? Well, we sit down and I usually perform an interview for, it it usually lasts about two hours. Mm -hmm. And we go through 
your nutrition, your lifestyle, your emotional and mental health, and your family history in terms of conditions and illness. And, and we have a very nice and amicable discussion about every single thing that's affecting your life at the moment, not necessarily, you know, food, uh, but regarding everything. So um, I like to touch based, you know, every, every, I like to touch every aspect of the person, the body, the mind, mm -hmm. and the soul. And from there, uh, we design a, a holistic protocol in order to help that person reach balance again, or to continue in balance if we see that there's no imbalance in their, in their system. Some of the people are in balance and they just want to make sure that they are in the right track and, and we provide the tools to keep them on that right track in order to prevent disease. Some of them have a very big, um, very big imbalance and we try to bring back to, to what they originally are meant to be in, in order to just either reduce uh, symptoms or just get them a better quality of life. So do you work with both men and women? Yes. Okay. Do you find, I know I'm going to ask this question. Do you find that women are more emotionally in tune when their life is out of balance versus working with men? I find that sometimes men may not be as in tune as women are emotionally. That is true. <laughs> that is true, but uh, you'll be surprised um, that I have had clients, male clients that are in tune with themselves, which is great, and with, with their emotions, but women are more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, I think we have that, you know, that instinct, it comes with us. <laughs> right. How do you work with them with regards to, I think lifestyle is a given. Most people know that we are not living a lifestyle as a balanced lifestyle. Many people are out of whack. Mm -hmm. But one of the hidden things I find with people is that they're not aware of where they are emotionally. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's the missing, the missing link. So mm -hmm. how do you kind of get that back in? Because I know you did it for yourself, but mm -hmm. working with a client, how do you get them to kind of reel that back in and say, Hey, you know, we need to, deal with your emotions here because your emotions are affect, affecting your physical. So breathing really, like I mentioned before, balances your energies and it either cools down or heat up your body depend. And, you know, it will bring it back to balance either way, you know, if there is, if it's too hot or either if it's too cold. So by breathing for at least 10, 15 minutes daily in the mornings and at night, is one of the most powerful tools you can use in order to help you get through and manage anxiety and all the stressful situations. And sleeping well is one of the things also that the body needs in order to regenerate. Mm -hmm. And not only, you know, the organs and, and, and it physically, but also the mental aspect of it. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think a lot of people have issues with sleeping. Mm -hmm. And also, I, I've been meditating for seven, seven, eight years now. And Amazing. I always find that it actually helps me be balanced. Because thinking about seven, eight years ago, or who I used to be and who I am now, mm -hmm. it's, it's like um, night and day. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to, to ask you about is uh, herbs and how you use herbs. That was on your mm -hmm. website. But how yes. do you use herbs in conjunction with clients to help them get back on the right track and what's been your experience with that? 
Okay. Well, herbs are very, again, like Ayurveda is something that it's very individual to everyone. So it's not like a one size fits fits all or, you know, like putting a, a, some, a, everyone on the same herb just to help them with sleep or help them with, um, with the di- di- digestive tract just because the elements are in different proportions in their bodies. And uh, so it's very individual. So, uh, but there are herbs that uh, do work for everyone because they, they, are, they don't have any side effects. They don't have any contraindications and they don't interact with any, let's say, allopathic medicine that you might be taking. So first, first of all, we need to go through, in a, through an evaluation just in order to see if you are if you need herbs in your, you know, daily life, Mm -hmm. or if you don't, and which one's specific for you. In my case, I use trifala, which is something, it's it's a mix of three three fruits, and it helps you with the digestive system. It helps just move the bowels every day, and uh, we call it tridoshic, which means that it's good for everyone, for every constitution. So in that case, in that case, you know, like I mentioned before, it's very individual, but the herbs are, are very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them can be found can be found either on the internet or uh, through Ayurvedic websites or some of the Indian local stores. And some of them you just can't find here, and they just they are just in India, and you just need to either have a contact there in order to find them. But so yes, it's something very individual. It's not like allopathic medicine that you say, oh, so what do I take for migraines? Oh, I uh, take a uh, Tylenol. Uh, yeah, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's something very particular, and it's just because of that because they are looking at the at the person as as an individual that's different from the other and might need something different from another person to treat migraines, let's say, yeah. and it might not be the same herb. Yeah. You mm-hmm. you mentioned that you had lost a lot of weight. Was mm-hmm. it was it getting to the point where it could have been fatal, or was it just was just mm-hmm. that just a symptom of Crohn's that you're you're losing weight? Yes, usually the person uh, when you see a Crohn's disease patient, you've seen that throughout their history they've lost a lot of weight, and they you know it's like the yo yo. They mm-hmm. go they lose a lot of weight, and then they gain the weight when they get better, and then when they have a flare up, they lose the weight again. So yes, just because, like I mentioned before, the system is so bloated and so inflamed that you don't feel hungry, you don't feel cravings, you don't want to eat or anything that you eat, just go out and either way. So, so yeah, you, you lose the ability to absorb nutrients. And, and so that's why. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it can become very chronic. Like it, you reach a, a point in which you become anemic. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Grace, if you had to do this all over again, would you have gone to that? Allo, I mean, I'm sorry, the holistic route before even trying the allopathic route, or did you feel like you needed to go that conventional route first to say, okay, I need to try something a little bit different? Hmm. If I knew that the holistic route would put me in the place that I'm right now i wouldn't even try the allopathic approach but i guess that's that's the path that i needed to follow Mm -hmm. just in order you know to learn Mm -hmm. all of this because it's been a process and it's nothing that you know it's something that didn't happen 
from one day to the next. It's mm -hmm. been a process in which I have learned so many things about myself and, and have healed in many different ways, you know, healed the disease, but heal many different things from the past and things that, you know, and just change my complete lifestyle and, and, and the things that I really want for my life. So, you know, it's been, it's been a, an amazing journey and, and healing in, in many ways, mm -hmm. in many ways. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's been amazing. I just, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always that we have to go that for that first path first yes. and then it diverts us to, to something else. And we, we mm -hmm. learn a whole lot more from that. Grace Serpa Lopez, it's been a pleasure interviewing you. I know I mentioned your site at the beginning, but can you please give us your website again? Yes, it's digestedbliss.net. Okay, and is there is there anything else you'd like to say before we end here tonight? Um, I want you to thank you. I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story with you and with the audience. And I just want to let everyone to know that you can heal through holistic tools. Mm -hmm. And yes, I, I'm, I'm sure you might be afraid of getting off medications. And I felt the same way at some point, but there's other ways to manage diseases. And uh, there's always hope. And don't forget to always listen to your body and always observe what you feed into your mind and your soul. That's mm -hmm. very important. What, what goes into your mouth is very important, but also your thoughts and your feelings are very important too, and the people that you are surrounded by too. So um, it's just, it's, it's, it, we are, we are one body, mind, and soul. So just keep yourself in balance and yeah, reconnect with yourself. That's very important. Connect with yourself. <laughs> yeah. Words of wisdom from Grace. Grace, thank you so much for being on Perfectly Healthy Tone Radio. Thank you.